Darling, forever I would trade it for your love, your joy forever Call me young poppy, that's my little shawty She get thicky in the body She got hottie tighty when she make it wet for me Got that body on you, girl You know I wanna play some hide Welcome back to Unrestricted Free Agent This podcast is for the basketball purists uh, The ones with the love for the game uh, Those who see the game wholeheartedly for what it is I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Quan Botley Big Shot Bot uh, Thank you for joining us today Thank you for being on this journey with us uh, like I said, we want to kind of explore into the ins and outs of our basketball careers, our journeys, what led us here, uh, what got us to where we are today. And I appreciate you guys as fans for coming on this journey with us. Uh, we aren't podcasters by nature, so thank you for being with us throughout the growing pains and everything that we have to do. So first, we're going to start off with Mr. Bot telling us a little bit about his accolades and just bragging on himself a little bit. Tell us tell us about your, your decorated accomplishments. First of all, man, I'm, I'm super happy to be here. Um, and as far as my basketball career, um, started out in Texas. I was super fortunate enough to play with some really good guys in high school um, and through AAU, guys like Julius Randle, uh, Matt Jones. I won three out of four uh, state championships <laughs> in high school. Um, so that was crazy in itself. Um, and after that, um, was granted a Division One scholarship um, to FAU, Florida Atlantic University, up oh, in, wow. uh, yeah, for sure, up in uh, Boca Raton. Um, and I had a crazy, wild freshman year there. Um, was made the all-freshman team as an 18, 19-year-old. Um, freshman, freshman of the week a couple, couple times, one or two times. So, Quan Bott led FAU in scoring sophomore year, 13.1 points. Had a string of 11 straight double-digit games among program leaders in assist to turnover ratio. So, now we're going to Lynn. We're going to Lynn. We transferred yeah, over yeah, to Lynn. Yeah. All right. Sunshine State and SSC ain't no joke for those of you guys who don't know out there. One of the best D2 conferences in the nation. Um, Sunshine State newcomer of the year in 2017. Sunshine State all second team. Sunshine State all newcomer team. Broke the program records for three pointers in a season. Three pointers in a game for 10. Uh, sixth in the league in points per game in, in conference for 16.8. Led the conference and fifth in division two for three pointers made per game at 3.73. And scored double figures in all but three games. If I forgot something, please let me know. Um, but that's most of it. As we can see, that's a decorated playing career, um, a lot more than a lot of people can say. Uh, so just hats off to him for that, first of all, because as we talked about with the purpose of the podcast, that's meant to be celebrated. Uh, we got to make sure we give our hats, tip our hats for that one. So next, we're going to kind of go into, you know, moving on and seeing all the success you had kind of throughout your basketball and playing career. Right. You know, and again, I know for a lot of athletes, it's different where they're coming from, depending on you know, where they stopped in their career, how college went for them, but just why you made the decision uh, to not play overseas. And I know we had this talk, I remember right when you graduated, and even you were talking about fielding offers, and just why it made more sense to not and go into what you do now, which is, again, the player development business, and just how much joy you received for that. So tell us a little bit about the decision. You know, was it hard for you? Uh, what were some of the growing pains in that? And just what led you to that decision ultimately? Definitely. Um, so right after my senior year, um, I'm here in South Florida still. I'm, I'm training. I hired an agent um, and the process was moving a little slow. Um, so in the meantime, I'm, I'm here training and a good friend of mine, Casey Wolib, um, he reaches out to me and he's like, hey, man, in your spare time while you're training, 
Um, I got a couple kids that maybe you can you can train. They're interested in, in working with a player development coach. Um, so that's how I got my start. Um, I did it for probably a week or two, and I fell in love with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, uh, I found my love for, for the youth, something that I didn't know I had. I found my love for teaching the game. That's also something that I didn't know I had. So um, from there, I just I stuck with it. Um, once the offers did start rolling in, um, it really I, I built up such a passion for for working with kids and high school kids and just teaching the game that I've excelled at. Um, it was kind of the, the process was painless. It was like a no brainer, yeah. honestly. And so, for example, for that, and again, a lot of people out there may not know even just how the contracts work. And I feel like they kind of glorify overseas basketball. But everybody who knows the ins and outs and the grit and grind of it knows it's, it's a struggle. It's right. like, you know, I feel like you go from high school to college and college is a whole different grind. But overseas is a whole different grind, too. So, um, again, if you don't mind sharing, it's all to you. But talk about, you know, some of the offers you were getting. Because I know for a lot of players, including myself, financially, if it didn't make sense, it just wasn't worth it. And I know for a lot of players, you know, their first year contracts are always bad. Right. Um, it's not going to be anything, you know, glorifying, but your goal is to kind of bet on yourself and build it up. But I know you started making pretty good money out the gate. And so I, how did that play into the decision? Um, so my first, my first two contract offers, um, one was in a small country, I think, in Eastern Europe called Kosovo. I'm not sure if you guys yeah, are familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, that league, yeah. Um, and the contract was, um, it was 1000 a month, right? It was a, it was, it was a 10-month contract, yeah. right? So $1,000 a month. They give me transportation. Uh, my housing's paid for, and they give me a grocery stipend. So they pay for my food, my transportation, and my housing, and I would pocket $10,000 over the course of the season or, you know, however much I spent off that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just looking at it from, like you said, I was already making, like, very good money here doing my, in my personal training business, and it just it didn't make sense to leave my country, my family, my friends to go play for $10,000. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the trade-off that people don't think about. And I think it's important, and you mentioned the most important part that, you know, with the contracts, you got to think about it. And there's different deals um, for different leagues. But for the ones where, you know, they give you a car, like you said, you're getting a grocery stipend, uh, you're paying rent-free, living rent-free, um, all those things, and it's all pocket money. In that case, you know, $1,500, $2,000 isn't that bad because you've seen all that money. You can right. blow it, spend it however you want. Right. But, you know, there's some contracts where – you know, I've heard people saying this, and that's why I'm always like, man, you got to really weigh your options where, you know, you're paying for your own food or, you know, you're, you're renting an apartment. So your contract's going towards rent. You know what I'm saying? And, sure. and so that's always just a cost-benefit analysis that people don't really consider. And some people get blessed, you know, their first contract, and they're getting 3 k a month, no expenses, all pocket. Hey, that's, that's a little bit different to consider. Yeah. But other ones, like we said, uh, the first contract being, you know, one k a month and things like that, like, again, I'm not – advocating for the nine to five i personally hate the 40-hour work week but if you're doing something you enjoy here you know where you're tied in you have a network and all that stuff it's a lot to consider to up and move that for money that's not life-changing money so just interesting that you brought that up that's just a good point that i think players don't consider so we have some rules for the podcast uh just for the user experience and for our guests that'll help you guys have the best experience and make sure so you know everybody has a good time um we're gonna go through all these rules we're gonna kind of bounce them back off and back and forth off of each other uh, so, Kwan, give us rule number one. Rule number one, if you don't gas yourself up, we will. All right, so what that means is come on here, um, pretty much get in your bag, you know, speak yeah, freely. Yeah, pop your gums, you know. Um, brag on yourself. We have everything uh, on the computer here so we can pull anything up. Um, so, yeah. 
And then rule number two, one of the most important ones, uh, this one is for my athletes with a decorated past. Um, a lot of you guys, once again, we know what you've done. You know what you've done, um, but we don't want to kind of air that business out. So rule number two is do not incriminate yourself on this podcast. Uh, once again, we, we pros at speaking in code. Uh, so we can say it without actually saying if you get my drift. But so please don't incriminate yourself on this show. We don't want to play Fed games. Uh, we don't want to have anybody in any trouble. We don't want to get in trouble ourselves. So, you know, speak your truth. Uh, say what you got to say, but just don't incriminate yourself on the show. Rule number three, don't have a filter. Um, we don't have to be politically correct up here. Um, you know what I mean? We'll keep it professional, but you know what I mean? Don't be stiff. You know what I mean? Relax, loosen up, and just speak from your mind, speak from your heart, and, and it'll be good. And then the last rule, one of the most important, uh, especially for us athletes, especially for us uh, who play sports at a competitive level, at all levels, especially a high level, um, the rule is if you slander somebody, whether in competition or you just flat out didn't like them, that right after you have to say something uh, to uplift them, say something positive about them. I know there's a lot of beef that goes on on the court. I mean, at the end of the game, it might just be chalked up to the game and that's it. Uh, but when you're talking and popping your gun on this podcast, a lot of it might come off as sour. And we don't put off that. We don't want to put off that energy, uh, especially out there on social media. So if you say something negative about somebody, whether you say, you know, I, I, I busted him in high school, like I was cooking him. Uh, you got to say after, it could be as, as superficial as, you know what, but he's one of the hardest workers I know. Or, you know what, he went on to have a great career. You know, just simple as that. You know, just leave it at that. You don't got to say nothing else. Uh, we don't want to go through the golden rule. Of, you don't got nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all. But you can, you can feel him. You can, you, can, you can rep your set on somebody without belittling them. So that's the four rules for the podcast. All right. Now we're going to go into kind of an interesting topic. Uh, you know, nowadays, again, they just passed this and congrats to them because this was Long overdue, we're going to go into kind of, you know, the NIL for athletes, uh, them getting paid, them getting sponsorships, them getting to that bag while they're still in college. Also motivating a lot of guys who might have wanted to go pro early uh, to stay in college and just, you know, how that changed kind of the game. And so I'm going to ask Quan, you know, as a decorated athlete that he was, uh, you know, how much do you think you would have racked up with the NIL? I can't speak for myself. I know they love me in St. Louis, but I might have got or led the conference in and sponsors and, and hate mail at the same time. So just tell me like how much you would have racked up. And you know, I know you're the local love. You went to two right. schools in the same city. Right. So you, you might have you got you a little bag on that one. Yeah, no, for sure. I can't put an exact dollar amount on it, but I think I would have gotten a nice little bag um, simply for the fact that um, I'm really in the community. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm at local restaurants. I'm at lo the movie theaters, like anything within the, the South Florida community. Um, I'm outside, as as we say these days. Like I'm really, I'm really outside. I'm in the community. I'm showing my face, and I like to think I'm a people person. Um, so like, yeah, definitely. I think I would have made a nice little bag for sure. All right, first sponsorship. You go into a business. You selling yourself as an athlete. Cause let me tell you about mine. Again, the only people from St. Louis gonna know this. But if the NIL was there when I was in college, I'm taking my behind the Emos Pizza. You only gonna know that if you're from the Midwest. And I'm asking for a sponsorship and a bag and a little coupon discount for 15% off because they ate that pizza up like it was the last thing on earth. That'd be my first sponsorship. I'd probably go to a few of the Chinese restaurants that we all uh, had our money and sold our food at. Then I'd go to a ballpark down in St. Louis at Bush Stadium and tell them to sponsor me too. And that right there is like at least like $10,000 easily, yeah. easily. So where would you go in, in, in Boca Raton? <laughs> To get your sponsorship, I have a few ideas of where I think we would probably go, but now I'm rather I'm gonna shock I'm gonna shock you with this one. So my first stop that I would go to on 20th, 20th Street, right outside of FAU, um, it's a little like 
corner store bodega called Swifties. I don't even know what that is, so you shot me for real. Swifties makes the best Philly cheesesteaks. But okay, but but how often do you think college students would go there? Let's say it was a popping spot. It's a popping spot if you like Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> I mean, I love Philly cheesesteaks. So, um, but you might be right though. Um, but no, that was my spot. Like top of my head, you mentioned food. That's something that I ate. That's somebody you for sure would know. You know, would sponsor you too. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'm in there every every three four days. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, and with this with this nil, I'm gonna present it to you. Like, look. You know what I mean. I'm gonna promote the the heck out of these Philly cheesesteaks. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, definitely, I need I need that. You can have a uh, you can have your own the Quan Philly cheese. Definitely, bro. You gotta have some extra toppings on that thing. For sure. And then so the next thing would be you know how do you think the process is different uh, for athletes now. And again, straight away from just the social media topic. I know for social media. Um, they get so much more just attention. I remember when I was a graduating senior in high school, like I made my own, my, my coach put me in the little media room. I made my own highlight tape. Like, and again, like there was, you know, hoop mixtape was around, but it was just so different, you know? And now, I mean, I can name <laughs> a million players who get mixtapes, you know, before they turn a sophomore, you know what right. I'm saying? So just say how that kind of changes the process, you know, just how that's a little different for athletes now and how they should, one, be able to use it to their advantage. Cause I mean, the, the question of, oh, you know, if you're good, they'll find you. I'm not going to lie. That's not, really, that's not really 100. But I feel like now it's not like the same or to say that if you're good, they're still going to find you. But you're getting a lot more exposure uh, that you weren't getting when I was playing and I'm sure when you were playing. Um, so actually, it's, it's, my, my situation was a little crazy because, you know, playing with Julius. Um, Julius yeah, you was already, he, was, he was on the scene already. Yeah, you know, he, he drew so much attention. So I can kind of like relate to how the, the athletes today are getting so much attention because yeah. I saw it with him. Um, but the, the main difference that I think is players today have so much more control yeah. over. Yeah. And so much know, more at their disposal. 100%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, which way their career is going to go. You know what I mean? If you, you look at it from high school to college to all the way to the NBA, now players are demanding trades more. College guys are making moves on how much money they're going to make. High school guys are deciding whether I want to go G League overseas. You know, when I was coming up, we really didn't have that many options. It was either college or or overseas pretty much. So, yeah, that's 100. Now to my favorite segment. Uh, We're going to do this with all the guests and athletes. So Kwan gets the first stab at. We're going to do the family feud style uh, question game lightning round. So. The goal of this is eventually we're going to post a poll on the social media pages and, you know, do it the whole Family Feud style. Say, you know, we interviewed 100, 100 hoopers um, and you got to guess what your answer is and what you think would be the most surveyed answer. So we're just going to go over these. Uh, and you can elaborate as much as you want. I'm probably going to go back and forth with you on a few of these. Okay. So the first question is, would you rather score a game winner in a home or in a away gym? This was on social media. I saw this and that was actually a really good question. Um... I think it's easy. I, I'd say home. You know, nah, that's I mean? not easy. I, I was gonna say away. I think it's easy, and I'm gonna tell you why, Pete. I probably got my girlfriend at the game. I got all my boys at the game. Uh, maybe a few professors at the game who I gotta sit in class with the next day. And I think it'll just bring outside away from the win personally. You know, on campus and things like that, it'll just bring so much positive attention and energy. So that's I'd facts, rather share facts, it with, with, with the home crowd. I'm saying away because again, maybe I'm just arrogant, but I'm trying to pop my, I'm trying to pop my gums, you know. Like the moments of you know Kobe, you know, winning the the buzzer beat and he, you feel me, goes like this or, or Wade hopping on the on the, even though that was a home game, but Wade hopping on the 
the stands like that that to me is like that that's the moment you live for you know what i'm saying like i a, a big hoorah I, I almost said what i wanted to say but i didn't say it um a big forget you to you feel me the away team in their stadium with their fans who probably been popping their gums the whole game been talking they mess um they parents uh they coach and the players who you might you feel me not like so i'm, I'm going away all the way I'd, I'd love to do an away game i feel it um next question this one <laughs> we got some <laughs> you play you got some real stories about this uh would you rather have to ride home with your pops or your girl after a bad loss. I'm talking about like you got the doors blew off of you. As a competitor, I'm gonna go and save my pops. Um, the reason I'm gonna save my pops is because you know your girl's probably gonna, baby, <laughs> it's so up. it's okay. <laughs> like you didn't do that bad. <laughs> I don't want to hear all that. You know what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm serious about my craft, um, if if you're lucky enough, pops is gonna tell you, you know. This is what you need to do. This is what you didn't do. You know what I mean? He really might get get on you and yeah. and and snap something into you for the next game. So for sure. Yes. Yeah. That's that same answer. So again, I feel like every athlete's different. For me, like after after a loss, like I'm I'm shut down. Like I'm once the buzzer sounds, like I'm already in my head about what I could have done better, what we need to do next game. And like my teammates know, like after games, I either would stay in the gym and shoot. Or like we go back to the apartment together and we'd all go into our rooms and they know I'm just up. Like I'm just I'm just focused. And so even from high school, I swear, my dad, after Gamerman, we lost regionals. Um, and my, my dad, he, he, he knew me so well to a T that, you know, after the game, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, you all right, champ? And he said, you want to talk about it? And I didn't answer him. And he said, all right. And we sat in the car for at least an hour before we even moved. And he knew that I was just decompressing in my head. Like to me, that's like, that's love. Like, if it was my, uh dog if it was my girl and like you said they mean they mean well i ain't got no girl but i mean normally they mean well um but throw that out there that would just yeah yeah, yeah. my man shameless plug shameless yeah, plug single. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but normally you know they what they think is helping is not really helping right and like you said the whole like it's okay like it's gonna be all right like i, I ain't trying to hear that dog like we just got the door blew off of us like Especially if I if I have a good game, like please don't talk to me, like off rip, like don't talk. And if, especially like no offense, but I don't respect your basketball opinion. Like I don't want to hear what I could have done better, dog. Like you go, you should have shot more. Like I I'd be ready to like come on, bro. Like that's not gonna help me. So the next question is, and I know you have an interesting story for this. Would you rather forget your jersey or your shoes on an away game? And I have a lot of people, uh, CJ, <laughs> a few of my guys that did this regularly. So which one would you rather forget? Can I get in my bag? Yeah, give me your bag. Yeah, All right. Nah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say shoes. Uh, I would rather forget my shoes on an away game, and I'm going to give you guys a quick little story. Um, you, you touched on it earlier. Uh, I had a game in college, probably my, my best career game, um, where I set the, the school record for three-pointers in a game. I had 40 points. Um, so it, we probably took a six- or seven-hour bus ride to the game. I'm sleeping the whole time. Um, we get to the arena. In the locker room, everybody's changing. I open my bag, I don't have my shoes, yeah, yeah. right? So I'm sitting in the back of in the locker room, coach is talking, I'm kind of hiding. You know what I mean? I'm hiding <laughs> behind my teammates because I don't have my shoes. I don't know what I'm gonna do. So luckily we had our women's team, they were at the arena as well. And the center from our women's team, I had to borrow her shoes. And I played the game in, in her shoes. And I, What I size had, she wore? She wore a 10 and a half. Oh, that's kind of clutch. Yeah, yeah, she wore- What size you wear? Ten and a half. Dang. Yeah, yeah. So it, it worked out perfect, and the shoe 
was way more comfortable than the shoe that I had originally. Um, so yeah, I, I I forgot my shoes. I took her shoes, and I had the best game of my my whole college. You should have bought them off her. That's what I, I tried done. to. That's the crazy thing. I tried to, and she was like, "No, nah, like I'm not gonna put amazing girl, right? I'm not breaking the rules." <laughs> but uh, she was not trying to give up her shoes, so she probably thought she would get forty or something. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So once again, I'm opposite with you. Uh, I'd rather forget my jersey one because I'm not superstitious about like numbers and stuff like that. And again, I feel like there's been times where uh, somebody ain't got their jersey. Again, no offense, but the person who don't play, you gotta come up off that. Uh, I need your jersey <laughs> straight up. Like I, I don't care what it is. It might be a number 50. Like I need that. But shoes, bro. I only played. Well, I didn't only play because we had team shoes some year. But I, I loved only playing in Kobe's, man. So like if I forgot my shoes and I had to wear somebody else's shoes, I'd be sick, like sick. And bad shoes changes your whole game. If your feet don't feel well, it's, it's, it's a mess, dog. So, and my team was weird. Like we had uh, my teammate, Tev, he only played in J's, every single J. And like, I would tell him like, I don't know how you do that. Like I looking at you makes me want to turn an ankle. Like I can't, I can't do that. So if I had to ask one of them for their extra shoes, like I'd probably be sick. So I'm, I'm forgetting my jersey all day. The next question is, what motivates you more, opposing teams bench heckling or the fans? So, like, which one gets you more in your bag when you hear, you know, the opposing team's bench or, you know, the fans? I think the opposing team's bench definitely gets me in my bag a little more. Because um, first of all, you know what I mean, if, if, if Buddy was like that, like, you'd be out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and second of all, when you do get out here, like, I'm going to make you, like, live, live what you're talking about right now. So I definitely think um, – I would say the bench for sure. Yeah, that's I'm, we're going to agree on that one because 100%. I feel like, again, I agree fans do impact the game, but like more so at the free throw line than anything. But like during the game, like I, I'm never even like focused on the fans. Like they could be saying whatever they want out there. Half the time I probably don't even hear them. But the opposing team's bench, man, that's like you key in on that one. You're so close to them. And you know how it is because you know how you – I went to your guys' game. You know how your bench was. Right. So you, right. <laughs> you know how the other team's benches were. So those are the things you key in on. Actually, my first tech – <laughs> Freshman, yeah, I had this on film. I actually posted it a few times. Um, we were playing at Missouri s and I'm a freshman, so I'm hyped, like, playing. And my homie CJ did a nice move. He kicked it to me on the wing. And, again, like, you a freshman. Ain't no scouting report or nothing like that. So they was like, no, he can't shoot. Like, he's not a shooter, this and this. And I remember, so I caught a catch-and-shoot three on the wing and hit it. Boom. And, you know, they were like, before I shot it, they were like, oh, that's off. That's off. Like, he trashed. He trashed. So I hit it. I turned to the bench. I was like, what was that? Quick tee, quick bench, then play the rest of the game. I was so hot. I was so mad, bro. That was my first time. That's when I knew, like, yeah, like a fan could have said whatever they wanted to me. I wouldn't have reacted like that. But because they were doing it, they were right behind me. Like, I remember I looked at the coach. I looked at the players. And, of course, the same ones who was popping their guns, like, tee them up, tee them up, tee them up. So, yeah, so uh, all the way, um, heckling, heckling bench, 100% is worse. And the last one, what was your go-to celebration, a signature when you was in a zone or a groove? It don't gotta be shooting the arrows, but like, was there a gesture that you did when like you knew you was just hot? Like, it was just like, it was like, all right, like, I'm feeling good. That's crazy. Um, my go-to, my go-to like celebration when I'm hot, weirdly enough, is no celebration. Like, I'm just, you just locked in. Blank face, stare at you, and just you got a little like, grimace. Like, you got I got a little like, like I'm gonna just stand the there and, and and just kind of flex on you in in so many words. Um, because I think silence kills, you know, I think yeah, that hurts yeah. way more than 
Oh, I'm killing you. I'm, I'm going to just kill you and just not say it. I'm going to just look at you like crazy. Like, like you, you know, you know, <laughs> our, our communication. Like, Katie, you know who I am, right. dog. Like, you, you already know. So definitely, for sure. Yeah, for me, I kind of agree with that. I feel like the only thing, and I, I watch my film a million times. I feel like the only thing I do with my teammates will again, they'll laugh because they know exactly what I'm talking about. Is when I know, like, I one, like, if I have a mismatch, I know I'm about to cook you or something like that. After I always do it after I hit the shot because I hate pre-anticipated celebrations, dog. Like, don't do that. Like, right. But after I hit the shot, if I'm going to run, dog, I always just shake my head running down the court. Like when I'm backpedaling, I'm just shaking my head. Like, like, and you see me shaking my head too. Like it's like, like you know, you like you can't, like you can't hold me. Like it's and there's a few more of them coming your way. So that's always like what I do. When I get in my bag. It's always like a little shake your head. I'm not gonna say nothing to you. Uh, I don't care about talking. I don't feel like that's. Ain't different. I know players would get off on that. Like, I'm not one of those players. But right. always running down the court, I'm going to shake my head. And that's just like, as my teammates know, like, they're like, okay. Like, like Ojo's here. Like, he's here. He's here. He's with us today. So that's really it for that one. I'm going to piggyback off you a little bit right there. I know you mentioned, like, bench heckling and celebrations. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout-out to my man's Morg. Morgan Garrison, a.k.a. Morg, the God. He's the best celebration. Shameless plug. I was, I, would, I would say him and him and Maul. Bro, I see him yeah, and Maul do some, sure. do some crazy um, things. Bro, they're, they're going to heckle you. Crazy celebration. So shout out to them for sure. 100%. 100%. So another interesting part of this podcast is that every single episode, uh, every single week, we're going to be wearing, well, more so me. I know Quan will probably hop on board. But we're going to be wearing an article of clothing from whether it's a friend or someone we know is a clothing line. Uh, so, for example, today I have a runway hoodie on. A good friend of mine, LaTerrence, um, doing amazing things. Actually, my high school teammate, one of my favorite teammates and best friends, um, so I have one of his hoodies on and again, we'll always post a link, um, in the comment section of the video, everything like that. And that's for everybody else as well. I know a lot of friends who are doing amazing things, uh, with their clothing brands and clothing lines. So if you guys want us to shout out anything you have, if you guys want us to buy, we'll always buy clothes off you. We don't want no free packs or anything like that. But if you guys want us to, you know, shout your clothing line or sport some gear during the episodes, uh, please shoot us a message or shoot us a DM. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. So for this one, like I said, shout out to Runway, shout out to LT. Um, if you like it, again, uh, check it out. We'll post the social media page, stuff like that. Shop with them. Uh, support black businesses. So the call to action for this week, uh, we're just talking about kind of just putting back good energy into the world. Uh, so the call to action is just to pay it forward. Whatever you have to do to something good for somebody else this week, um, you know, receive your blessings tenfold by putting it out there. So whatever it may be. And please, if you do or if you can, just tag us, tag unrestricted uh, FA underscore pod on Instagram or the Twitter um, in the caption or whatever in the story, uh, just to show us that you're doing something and hopefully that you're motivating somebody else to do something as well. Uh, we're always trying to get out there, whether it's in our community, uh, in our network, in our circle, with our friends and the people that we know, and just doing something well, you know, and doing something good that can benefit somebody else. So please make sure to do that. Uh, and then our sponsor message, this is big uh, for the upcoming season. Um, for sure. I want to give a shout out to uh, BBD, which is Ball by Design. Um, it's a basketball company and travel um, youth basketball program that I'm, I'm partnered in, uh, partnered with my boy Casey. So, yeah, that's Ball by Design out here in South Florida. Check us out. We're super excited uh, for you guys joining us on this first season. Uh, make sure you follow the social media handles. The Instagram is unrestricted FA underscore pod. And the Twitter is unrestricted FA1. Uh, as I said, thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you guys got to laugh and enjoy it with us. Uh, we have a great season ahead. Uh, looking forward to that. If we can help you guys with anything, uh, any questions you guys have, any sponsor messages, any questions about training, uh, recruiting, whatever it is, please shoot us a DM on social media. Um, once again, appreciate you guys coming out, uh, signing out for me and Quan.
Our closing remarks. Uh, we're gonna ask all our guests the same thing as well. So the question is, if you gotta make a shot from half court, you got five tries. If you make it, you get a meal. But if you miss all of them, you do 30 years in jail. Would you take the deal? Man, let's get this money. I'm taking the deal. Are you willing to take I'm, the risk? I'm taking the risk. Make me a deal, dawg. We finna record that. We finna let y'all see if he made it or if he's going to jail. All right? You're someone that I want to meet. You're someone that I want to see. You're someone that I want to see. And I got every, every idea in mind to get you poppin'. She said she just wants some liquor, so just stop it. I don't pop no pills or do nothing. That extra, I be chillin', smoking ganja with my niggas. I got so much, so many dreams, so many things to hold up. So many things, so many things on my mind. So many things, so many things to let shine.